Hello everyone, this is Easy Natural English with Liam. So I'm going to be talking to you in natural English with no script and no editing in a way that is a bit easier to understand than some 100% native level English. Um, and today I'm going to talk a bit about pronunciation. Um, this is a topic that many of my students ask me about. So these days I teach online uh, through a platform called italki. Uh, check out the link below the podcast if you'd like to take a lesson with me. Um, and on there, uh, a lot of people ask me about pronunciation. Um, of course, it's something that's very difficult for everyone. Um, sometimes I have students from particular countries and they say, oh, English pronunciation is very hard for people in my country. But it's very difficult for everybody to learn pronunciation of any language, basically, um, because there aren't uh, many languages that have similar sounds. Like, basically, all languages seem to have very different sounds. Perhaps some languages are closer together and some languages um, share some sounds, but uh, many languages the sounds are different. So even some sounds that seem easy, like they seem like, oh, you know, for example, many people say they have trouble pronouncing th in English because it's quite a rare sound. So in like 33, it's quite hard to say for a lot of people, but even just um, just vowel sounds, like even pronouncing um, an apple like correctly, like to sound like a native speaker is very difficult because the vowel sounds in your language are probably um, at least a little bit different. So today I'm going to talk about um, probably two points that I think are the most important thing for people trying to get their uh, pronunciation to the next level. And uh, the first um, topic that I'm going to talk about, it's kind of two topics at once actually, is um, word stress. So when I say stress here, I don't mean, oh, I'm so stressed with my work. This stress means emphasis. So emphasis means um, sort of where you uh, in this case, when we talk about sound, um, it means where you push down on the sound, where you uh, make one part of the word a bit stronger. So, um, for example, um, when I say the word 13 and the word 30, you see, when I say 1-3, I say 13, and uh, I kind of push a bit stronger on the teen part of the word. Um, so notice that this is more like um, like an effort. It's more like the strength. It's not tone. So there are some languages that use um, tone. Um, actually, surprisingly, a lot of people don't realize it, but even Japanese has um, an aspect of tone. Uh, it's something called pitch accent. So in Japanese, you have words that go like up and you have words that go down. So you have like, uh-huh and uh-huh. Like you have these words that go up and they go down and that's based on tone. But in English, we uh, do this more with uh, the strength of how we say words. So like I said, when I say 13, 
I hit the teen part of the word quite strong, um, and that's why native speakers can hear the difference with 13 and 30 a bit easier than some people learning English, because, you know, like if you're a native speaker in any language, you're kind of unconsciously picking up these differences. Of course, if you ask most native English speakers where is the stress in that word, they probably can't tell you because they haven't really thought about it before, but they're doing this unconsciously, just like uh, anybody does in their native language. So um, yeah, this is true with all the um, teen numbers. So 13, 14, 15, 16, and then the same with all the like 3040 is 30, 40, 50. So next time you have trouble hearing the difference or making the difference with those words, remember that the important thing is the word stress. So um, another really important aspect of word stress, and this is something that's quite difficult to learn, but if you ever want your English pronunciation to sound close to a native speaker, it's something you need to learn about, and that's word stress. So word stress, um, like I said, is where you put the emphasis on the word, but the other really important aspect of this is normally when you do this, especially in longer words, when you push down on that part of the word, that part of the word will be pronounced clearly. So you'll actually read those letters. So for example, um, when I say photograph, photograph. So the first part of the word is the stress, photograph. And that means that the first part is pronounced pho, like P-H-O, pho. But the next part of the word is not photograph, which is how a lot of English learners pronounce it, but native speakers say photograph, photograph. So you see that second part of the word is not clear. It's become a kind of lazy, um, I usually say squashed pronunciation. It's like you've squashed it, you know, like you sat on it. <laughs> so it's not clear anymore. The first part, pho, but the second part, t-graph. And this happens to almost all, uh, especially any word that has like three syllables, you know, boom, 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 three sounds. Any long word in English has this um, effect where you put the stress on one part of the word pronounced very clearly and the other parts of the word get kind of squashed. Um, so, yeah, when we say photograph, the stress is at the beginning. But when we take a word um, like photographer, the person who takes photos, we don't say photographer, we say photographer. And this is because that word stress has moved to the T-O. It's moved to the second syllable. So that's now nice and clear. And the first part is squashed photographer. So this uh, word stress and then these other sounds being squashed becoming like a more lazy pronunciation. This is something that uh, separates native pronunciation from non-native pronunciation. So many people learning English make the mistake of reading letters too clearly. So with those words, many people learning English will say like photographer, um, and that's wrong. It's photographer. And it's the same with words like comfortable, comfortable. Many 
people learning English will say like comfortable or something, but it should be comfortable. Um, so yeah, this kind of squashing of the words, uh, this is, like I said, takes some time to learn. But I actually made a YouTube video about this before, and I'm going to put a link um, specifically for this video, because normally in the podcast I put a link for uh, my YouTube channel, but I'm going to put a link for this video. And I'm actually going to put a link to a playlist where I talk about a few aspects that are very important for pronunciation. Um, so uh, most of the sounds, when you put the stress on one part of the word and the other part of the word is um, not stressed and becomes kind of squashed, many times it becomes a sound that is called schwa. It's a funny name, don't know why it's called that, but it's called the schwa sound. And uh, the video I made is mostly about that sound, and the sound is uh. So like when we say, um, what's a good example? Um, even when we say like today, today, not today, you know, it's today, that's uh. that's the schwa sound at the beginning of that word. Um, so yeah, I made a video all about that sound. So if you check that out, uh, that will help your pronunciation. Um, I said that I was going to talk about another topic um, in this episode, but I've talked a long time about this uh, word stress, which like I said, is very important. Um, but if you click on that playlist that I'm going to put a link for, you will see the other topic that I was going to talk about, and that is uh, shortened words in English. So again, uh, something that will make you sound a lot more natural, a lot more native, is to understand the way that native speakers contract words or make them shorter. So you probably all know the example of wanna, you know, so um, I think a lot of students learn this one first, you know, instead of saying, I want to go, you probably know that a lot of native speakers say, I wanna go. So that's an easy uh, example. Like I said, I think a lot of people know that, but there are many, many words like this. So I made two videos to explain uh, not just some common examples, but also some kind of patterns and some rules so you can learn how to uh, pick these up much more easily. So yeah, go and check out the link for that YouTube uh, playlist because I've maybe you've seen these videos before. But I think there's a lot of you who listen to my podcast and you don't watch my YouTube. So um, yeah, I'm going to put a link for that playlist because I think uh, I think they're useful videos. Um, I made them myself. So um, yeah, maybe it's not my place to say, but I think they're useful videos because I think these are some very important aspects for pronunciation. So there's a few videos there, one about schwa, one about this uh, two videos about um, shortened words. And then there's also some videos, some general advice about learning pronunciation, like places where you can pick up some links to learn about uh, word stress and things like that. And yeah, there's some other advice in there about how to speak more like a native speaker. So yeah, check out the link for that playlist in the description of this uh, podcast episode. And uh, also in the same place, there's a link for my Patreon page where you can support me and hear more episodes and for my italki page where you can come and take a lesson for me uh, with me. So thank you all very much for listening today. Don't forget to check out that playlist because it's going to help a lot of you to pronounce uh, English much better. Check that out. 
and I'll see you all back here next time.